Hey guys, we're live! Welcome to another episode of the Area Attack Podcast. I am not uh, even at all remotely straight with my camera, but whatever. Uh, nonetheless, uh, nonetheless, this is the double, the second of the double header. Just got done listening to Dave, the founder of the Law Terrain Watches that just came on. And of course, Law Terrain. Wong and Dan, you guys love watches, don't you? Yep. Who doesn't love good watches? Hey, I love good watches. Check out LawTerrain.com. Use the code AirRaid. Save 10%. Get you some good gear, swag. Holiday season's right around the corner. Nonetheless, more importantly, not sure, more importantly. Yeah, more importantly. That's the right word. Um, I got two wonderful buddies of mine. The host of the Time to BS podcast, Mr. Dan Cruz. Oh. And the host of the Defining Moments podcast. A good buddy of mine who's, he's an excellent uh, guy at uh, picking birthday presents for his wife and uh, wonderful lunch guest uh, host. Now, for real, he's, he's a real deal. I appreciate you, Wong. And uh, Wong Lam, the host of the Defining Moments podcast. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Sore. Very sore. From... Six out of the last seven days, six out of the last eight days I've been at the gym. I am sore. I'm trying to lift my arms, but hurting, hurting and sore. But proud to have some freedom in life. <laughs> I love it, man. Same Off here, to a brother. great start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as sore as you, but I do enjoy the freedom, brother. So well done. <laughs> hey Dan, if you don't mind, real quick, can you see if we're live on the Twitter page by chance? Uh, I'm very, I'm cycling through YouTube. Yep. Here we go. My bad, bitches. Good job. Great job, Mike. Nope. Restart. Uh, negative, sir. We're good. Are we good? Because I can't find you on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh... Here we go. I'll just do something. Sort and sweet and to the point. Ah, great. There we go. It's, why is it always you with technology issues? You gotta love it. All right. We're gonna edit all that out. Now, nonetheless, welcome to the Air Attack Podcast. I'm your host, Michael. As always, listen to us on iTunes and Amazon Music. Guess what? All you gotta say is Alexa, play the Air Raid Attack Podcast. And guess what? She'll play it for you. Because you know why? My kids do it all the time. And it's actually kind of annoying sometimes. Nonetheless, uh, <laughs> Nonetheless, we got three, uh, two amazing guests. As I mentioned earlier, Dan Cruz, the host of the Tom DBS podcast, and Wong Lam, the host of the Defining Moments podcast. Gentlemen, welcome, Wong. It, it's nice outside. It's it's we're supposed to get colder here in Oklahoma City. Yeah. And uh, Dan, how's uh, New York treating you, buddy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's New York, so it doesn't really mean so it doesn't really mean much, but it's it's not bad. First things first, uh, Dan. I know I've been seeing. Uh, if you guys don't follow these two on Twitter or any social media platform, you guys are missing out on a lot. Uh, Dan, of course, I, I applaud you for your amazing weight loss journey, dude. That's a pretty pretty amazing dude. Keep it up, my man. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. And Wong, if you guys love couple pictures. In front of the flags, man, him and his wife, Margie, two 
two class act people. I'm not saying it because he's my best friend. I'm saying it because it's actually genuine. Wong, how are you, sir? Fantastic, man. Appreciate you uh, having us on tonight, brother. Thank you. Hey, my pleasure. You know, what's funny is last week I was trying to plan for, you know, trying to get some guests on and trying to schedule. I'm like, I know Dan's got Wong on time to be as I'm like, hold up. Text real quick, text real quick, and here we go. But this is pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it. The unfiltered, unscripted, 100% authentic podcast, the Air Ready Attack podcast. So I can't promise we're going to be nice. I can't promise you we're going to be good. I don't know what we're going to talk about. But first things first, gentlemen, um, let's 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 put it out there. You know, I'm not going to go into much into this one and, and say this person's name. I don't know these people personally, but what are your guys' thoughts? Uh, first off, freedom of speech. We all recognize that nowadays you got to watch what you say on social media, aka me, because you get banned. Um, Good job. Hey, I try my best. You know, uh, I I'm, I got a bucket list, Dan. So you know, I'm, I'm going to get this bucket list. Well, I was telling Wong. So any of you guys that don't know. Oh, you guys been hiding under under the rock. So a few weeks back, Dan, you were a part of this. <clears throat> a few weeks back, I was on driving home. You know, uh, texting driving is not safe. Good I was driving home, and I was on the Air Raid Attack podcast um, Instagram page. Dan was doing a live stream. Will, who's a buddy of Dan and uh, myself, but Will comes on. Those two are ta- talking. Dan mentions, hey, that's Mike. I think Will's, you know, asked, well, who's this or whatever. And he will ask me to follow him. Well, I got kicked off of Dan's live stream. Thanks, Dan. Uh, but nonetheless, no, nah, I'm talking, it's not his fault. Nonetheless, I get a thing from Instagram saying, hey, your account has been, you know, practically I got signed off. I tried to log back on last night. I tell Wong, I get a notification just like I'm looking at it right now. Your account has been deactivated. No one can find it. You cannot use it due to common uh, community standards. I violated them. I don't know what I did because I can guarantee you had no followers and very few following. I don't know what I did. Um, leads me to this, and I'm, <clears throat> I'm not going to get nobody fired. So you know, bear with us. But when it comes to <clears throat> when it comes to social medias. Um, you know, podcasting when it comes to YouTube is a big thing. Should jobs, and I know, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is I read an article, a woman uh, did a podcast, somehow her work found out, didn't like what she said, got fired. Long story short, in the, in the society we live in today, and unfortunately it's being stricter and stricter and stricter as we get closer to whatever we're trying to get accomplished here. Your thoughts on our freedom of speech, first of all, in my opinion, it's violating it. Second of all, is it a legit reason? And if it's nothing that's not, if you're not, you know, say, for example, and I'm, 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 I know I'm, uh, you know, ex- trying to expand this way out that should. But for example, damn, let's just say, oh, the Islanders are the greatest team on earth or Wong. Hey, you know, you vet me is probably the best smartest cult um, race out there okay well i did i offended my you know the whites the blacks everybody got now offended because i'm thinking the vietnamese are the best that that's out there probably true because they're you know but nonetheless is it does it give a job a right here we go long story short does it give a job a right to fire someone for 
first of all, being off the clock. Second of all, doing a podcast. I don't know what she said. I'm not, you know, I'm going to have to look it up some more. But nonetheless, giving the right to talk to, on the podcast, free will, free speech, freedom of speech, and then fire in the next day. Is the, uh, your thoughts on that, uh, Wong? Yeah, that, that's a good question. And for me, it's really simple. Where I work, I not only represent my company I work for mm-hmm. in the office, but I represent them outside the office. And what I mean by that is I work at Chesapeake Energy and I know my boundaries. I know my limits. I know what they stand for. I know what I stand for. I represent my wife, my mom and dad, my family, my friends like you gentlemen outside of the business world. So I understand that I have to be respectful. At the same time, I'm, I can express what I want to get across without being crass, without being disrespectful, and without using just negative language, right? There's, there's ways to do all that and articulate it without letting too much emotion get involved in the conversation. And so, unfortunately, I do feel like sometimes companies do overstep their boundaries as far as limiting the freedom of speech because they're like, oh, hey, you shouldn't have said that. Well, the political correct glass has gotten too tall and too thick. And if you can't be able to express yourself outside the work area and have fun doing it inside the work area, that we work at nine, 10 hours a day of our lives. I mean, it, at that point, is it even worth it to be at that company? Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. This is tricky, but. Well, it is. And that's a, that's a thing that a lot of people, you know, I'm not, I'm, I don't know if my people know. Eh, whiskey just burned my eyes. Oh, God. Off to a great start. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I feel great. Woo! Okay. And for the viewers out there, I know we got them. Uh, I got the count. We got quite a bit. Comment if you're watching on Twitch, uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Let us know your thoughts as well on the subject we're talking about. Feel free to join in the conversation. But go ahead, Dan. Um, I am neither for nor against it mm-hmm. because... It's very tricky to, to dissect it per se. So, you, re- like like what Hong said, he represents his company. He represents on the inside, on the outside of the company. So you have to be careful what you say. From the athlete perspective, which I am not an athlete, but if I were to look at this from an athletic perspective, you can't let's say trash your team, you know, publicly online. Because eventually that's going to get you axed. So if you were to say something stupid, uh, that would be justified in this case. Like, oh, I'm going to, you know, not say I would do this. But let's just say in theory, someone I know goes to social media and says, oh, I'm going to snort cocaine at my job today. You have a right to get fired for that case. Because one, you're breaking a law. Two, you're being an idiot. But and three, you're breaking company policies. There you go. There you <laughs> go. So 
Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's – I wouldn't say it's inbounds nor is it out of bounds here, but let's just say you're a school teacher. Okay, let's just say you're a pre, you're like a preschool teacher and the principal of said preschool finds out you've been doing an OnlyFans. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Now off, nobody wants to see me on OnlyFans. I mean, me, maybe, but like me, not like a year ago. But <laughs> listen, I'm a pretty attractive dude, but come on now. <laughs> Hong is petrified right now. <laughs> Long's I'm just like, it all in, man. Long's like, <laughs> check, Long's gonna check his watch. He said, like, Yeah, I gotta go. My wife's calling me. I gotta vent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wear watches, man. Ah, look at you, Slicker. Look at you, Slick. <laughs> I'm going to hook you up, Wong. I'm going to hook you up. Yeah. I'll hook you up. Good man. Good man. But no, I mean, it, it, it is. It's a touchy subject, but it's one I think is, <clears throat> in, you know, in the previous guest that was on the show, I completely agree with him. You know, nowadays, unfortunately, <sighs> You obviously have to watch what you say on podcasts, even though you know I like to vent. And Wong knows this on public, but uh, nonetheless, you know it's just I don't see where, and I guess it's the culture that we live in now. So much of, and I'm not bringing politics in, but you kind of have to, at, at least with this topic, because the previous administration, you had no issues. We never saw Facebook practically slapping our hands practically giving everybody warnings you know my boss gave her warning um i got you know i got mine eventually um as well for just making a gesture saying i'm gonna throw punch somebody but they took it offensive you know instagram says i had apparently did something i don't even know what i did so i'm banned from there <clears throat> twitter's actually my best friend I, I like twitter but you know you can still go to twitter jail for saying something. Um, nonetheless, I don't know if it's the culture or what, but is it safe to say that was it now because do we... What's how I'm going to say this right? All right, here we go. Hey, I don't want to bring politics into this one, but I'm going to have to because it makes more sense. The previous administration, we had nothing. We had no issues with any type of social media um podcast going off being cut off with i had with Clyde. i got cut off completely anything like that some weird guy next door or came by the next day and visit my backyard i really don't know what that was about um or and now with the current um administration um doing their thing now we've seen a whole lot worse is it the culture of a certain political party i know it's not right thing to say but you got to, or is it we just now are living in times that we have to literally watch what we say? We can't be, we can't upset the alphabet people. Big Brother's watching this. Shit! Well. My bad. <laughs> we can't upset the overly sensitive people. There we go. Oh, the, the snowflakes? Good save. Good save by Dan. 
Yeah, we can't upset the overly sensitive people who can't take an ounce of sense of humor in their life or a joke or, you know, a compliment or an insult. You have to meet the result to, oh, this guy made fun of me. Cancel him. Like, you know how hard it is to run a show specifically about sports and BS mm-hmm. and you can't make fun of people? You know how hard it is to do that? It's difficult. <laughs> well, it's tough because you literally you're walking on eggshells. In the yeah. sense, of, in the sense of, well, what do I say? If I say, you know, Michael Jordan's four hundred sixty-two pounds, does that mean he's fat? Well, now all the fat people get offensive. And like I told Dave <clears throat> in the in the literally right off the, the first podcast was, you know, yeah, you got to watch what you're saying. Obviously, I'm not going to go on a you know, beat the roof and literally practically go off on a rampage. But I think it's some of this, some of these topics I think should be brought up because I think it's people need to be aware that hey, we are actually being watched what we are saying, regardless if you guys don't think that's true or not. And I know Wong, you know, I know you know you and I have a lot of conversations, especially during lunch, or even not even during lunch, that um I don't know if I told you the story, Dan. I know I told Wong. And Wong, I'll let you speak as as well as I kid you not. And this is where I led this to is Clyde and I had a podcast a few weeks ago. Somewhere, somehow, and you can watch the, the live stream or the broadcast now. But at the end, probably the 45th minute, it wasn't a very long one. But at the end, all of a sudden, I go, Poom! completely cut off, completely cut off. This is when Clyde and I were talking about vaccinations. Ah, cannot, there we go. Cannot, Clyde cannot, and this is not political, this is honestly God truth. Clyde cannot take a vaccination because he has real bad health issues. There's this, he named the word, I have to, t- I'll text him. Uh, I'm not going to now, I'm sure he's busy, but um, there's a certain health issue that he had that he got when his, when he's down in Honduras, his wife's from Honduras. So he came back, doctor said, we're going to have, you know, you were admitted for the hospital. So he can't take the shot because of that. Yeah. Now in New York, I know as well. And here in Oklahoma, there's a few venues that you got to show proof, but you got to show proof. And like he said, unfortunately, he can't because on his end, he can't risk what potential side effects are there for him. Correct. He almost died with this. But we carried on, carried on. I made a joke, and it was just a joke. Was oh, so what you're gonna do when the Biden administration come knocking on your door? Because that's what we get a lot. The the Biden administration, the CDC, doesn't matter who. They're going to come knocking on your door, making sure everybody's vaccinated. Whatever. Cool. If that's what you want to do, then be my guest. Literally, we kept talking. We ain't blasting nobody. We have a legit series. He's a Democrat. So everybody knows. Clyde's a Democrat. He's a proud Democrat. He wears a blue. There. So everybody said, it's a Republican bash party. No, no. It's a Republican and a Democrat talking. That's what it was. Peaceful talking. America. So anyway, yeah, we can actually have those. I mean, I know I know the communist news network yeah. doesn't like that very much, but we can actually have conversations with people. Here's my none point. Of, sorry, to inter- sorry to interrupt you, Mike. Sorry to interrupt you, Mike, but here's my point. This is exactly what I look for because who's got the echo? Someone has the echo here, but regardless. Mm-hmm. Just, 
Why can't we all just get along? How hard is this? This isn't hard. It's like, I don't care. Like, okay, so this one, this is an outdated reference for those of you who are listening. Thurman Monster. And Herman Monster. Herman Monster. In the 60s, 50s? Outdated reference for those of you. Herman Monster was about a family of a Frankenstein, like a Frankenstein family. And I remember this very clearly, clear as day. Okay, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, gay, bi, fat, skinny. I don't care. Like, ugly, handsome. I don't, I don't care. What matters most is the size of your heart and the strength of your character. Okay, cool. Like, just... I don't care if, like, you're Republican, Democrat, left down the middle, gay, bi, trans. I don't care. I mean, just, are you a good person? Great. That's all I look for. And, like, th that's great. That's great. Like, we should all just be like that. This doesn't have to be, you know, we live in a, we live in the United States of America, but damn it. It's fucking Freedom. I guess freedom of speech, free to do whatever the hell you want. If you decide to ride a unicycle upside down with a with some plates st stacked on your feet, do it. It's America. Do whatever the hell you want. If you decide to go skydiving off the Empire State Building, do it. It's America. But to say that you, you're not supposed to do something because, oh, you're Republican, or all oh, you're Democrat, oh, or because you're gay, or because you're straight. I don't care. Like, this is America. Freedom, baby. Let me go. Continue. And real quick, and I'm not going to take much time on the story. Long story short, so we had a conversation. I asked a question. I kid you not, right after I, we kind of joked about it probably a minute and a half. I got literally cut off my own podcast. He continues, like, Mike. I can't, I didn't even edit out the way he edited out the story. The podcast is hilarious, but he he actually ends the show on his own way. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And he actually says, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say because I text him, dude. I don't know what happened. I'm trying to get back on. Unfortunately, the show ended, and that was that. Following day, and I told Wong this at lunch a few weeks back. I kid you not, Dan. Some random butt dude knocks on the door, right? Oh, are you kidding me? He tells my wife, well, I'm with OG&E. og is our uh, local um, uh, electric company. I'm here to check your check your uh, telephone pole, your electrical pole, which is northeast corner of my house. She texts me. I'm like, why? We had no ice storm. We had no tornadoes. The pole is perfectly fine. We had way below free and Wong knows we had way below freezing temperatures and ice back in October and then early this year. That survived. Yeah, you were in an ice storm. Yeah, that survived. Why is he checking it? Well, I don't know. That's what he said. It showed his little credential. Okay. Goes back to I said. So what did he do back there? She's like, oh, well, all he did was literally stand semi in front of it, but he looked around at other people's houses. 
And then he came back the next day. I told her, I said, did he put anything back there? No. Yeah, he's all right. Like right now, my computers are flipping out. But it, but but here's the deal, and, and this is where, why can't? And I'm not saying, and it might just be one. Oh, you're just a paranoid little white boy. Okay, so be it. If I am, then I am. Let people express their feelings. That's what America's about. Freedom. Because anyway, right here, right here, I know I was showing along this. I'm not showing you, Dan. Right here is yes, the guy that was on my grandfather's casket. Because he fought, he was in the Vietnam War, he was in the Korea War for 22 years, served this service, and I'm proud of that flag right over there. That's what him and everyone else did, Coach George and everyone else did for our country, and for this reason. But anyway, I'm done ranting on that one. Wong, how are you? <laughs> Good, man. Thanks. <laughs> hey, I, oh, boy. I want to turn it back about a few minutes. We talked about culture and... Mm-hmm corporate culture or just any culture. And then you talked about your podcast. So the question that you would have to answer yourself is what kind of culture do you want to cultivate and how do you start a culture? And from there you can build your podcast because your the culture that you're probably wanting to build is, is your authentic self. Mm -hmm. And you do that with habits by social media by what you do in the morning and the evening what do you do throughout the day that exemplifies your true character your true personality and then that podcast that you have takes hold of your character and then you're able to host a show then it's up to the guests that you reach out to do research on you mm -hmm. to see if they want to come onto your show because they have to understand that, Hey, dude, that's it's air raid. Mike, this is an air raid podcast. It's unfiltered, unscripted. It's real. And if you can't handle it, then you don't need to be on. I'm just letting you know, up front. but you cultivate that culture mm -hmm. by your habits. There you go. I, I, I totally agree. And you know, we got, <clears throat> And I made a lot of friends here, even in the last week and a half, um, just podcasting. I think a lot of people now are getting to that point that, you know, what attracts them, I think you nailed it, is you got to be yourself on a podcast. And I'm not saying, you know, go on a 22 page, or on a 22 page, 22 minute ramble fast of whatever. I mean, obviously, <clears throat> produce it. To where you actually get a point out instead of just rambling, rambling. I don't care if you ramble about the Republicans, Democrats, Independents, Libertarians. I don't care what you want to ramble about, but just ramble. You got to be yourself because once you, because if you're saying something on the podcast, and then you're tweeting out something different, a lot of and like you mentioned, a lot of people uh, they're gonna get like, "What's Mike about? He's wishy-washy on this. What's Dan about? He's wishy-washy on this." Wong, well, he's you know what's you know he's wishy-washy on this, so I think that a lot of people um, actually now and with podcasts being so big, that's really how a lot of people now relate to how to get to know that one person that who's the host. Right. No, I and I agree. It's 
you have to be authentic. You have to be personal. You have to be genuine. Mm-hmm. And so you as a host, obviously what I see and talk to you through this, I met you in person and you're the exact same person. As far as personality, obviously you look the same, but personality-wise, right? I would imagine if we went and saw Dan and met him and shook his hand in person, he'd be the exact same person because you can feel the genuineness when you're speaking to them or texting them, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, and Dan, by the way, where do you live at in New York? Uh, on the island. I got a whole tattoo of it on, on my arm. <laughs> That's what I thought. Um, Wong asked me last night, I'm like, I want to say Long Island, but I, said, I don't 100% for sure, for sure. So, and of course, in a comment on Twitch, they were asking where all of us is at. I just said, basically, the podcast is from Oklahoma. Dan's New York, and Wong and I is from Oklahoma. Of course, I don't say no cities for safety reasons. So, she said Vietnam. So, jeez. So, what if we're so so? New York is based off of like three different places. You got the city, which is considered Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, Bronx, Staten Island. You get the five boroughs of New, of Manhattan, of New York City. Then you get upstate, which is mountains and roads and stuff. And then you get Long Island, which is beaches and stuff, which is not true. All beaches is not entirely true. It's but I'm on Long Island, um, and when you come here, it's like, oh, I'm going to Long Island. I'm I'm I'm, I'm not in Long Island. It's on Long Island. You shitheads. <laughs> so most of Twitter who gets that shit wrong, it's on Long Island. <laughs> Assholes. You know who you are. Unfiltered. Oh, boy. Unfiltered. <laughs> We're an unfiltered podcast. <laughs> no, and the reason why I asked that, because I also saw the where were you at with all those mountains and near? Um, was that upstate? That was upstate New York. Yeah, that was a uh, was a very interesting time. So I had to go. I had to wake up at one at one thirty in the morning. Um, this was funny. So I go to I work like two minutes away, and I go to my shop at like two o'clock in the morning. I'm waiting for the guy I'm supposed to go with. Mm-hmm. He has the key to the shop. So I'm waiting for him. It's 2.45 later on. I'm going to go to 7-Eleven. I'm getting some – I'm getting coffee. I'm getting a bite to eat. I'm getting some stuff. So 3 o'clock comes by. Still not here. I gave him a call. And 4 in the morning, he arrives, opens up. We get what we need from the shop, drive up to upstate New York. It's about a three-hour drive. If you leave early enough, you can get a three-hour drive, beat traffic, and beat the, and get to the sunrise right there. I don't know if you've ever seen mountainous sunrise or if you smell mountain fresh air. It is gorgeous. Well worth it. So we picked up what we had to do and then drive four hours back to the island. And we had some traffic through the city. Wasn't too bad, but yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> nice. It was worth it. It was nice. Just a pain in the ass. 
But no, going back, I know we got sidetracked. Um, I know we got, I know we got sidetracked real quick. But um, but now going back to what Wong was saying, authentic. I can guarantee if we went went to go and shake Dan's hand and gave him a hug. I don't know if he likes hugs, but we'll give him a hug anyway. Uh, shake his hand, give him a hug, and all this. I'm sure he's gonna be the same person um, that we see via the text, via the social media platforms, you know, on, on Skype and Zoom and whatever else that there is out there. So, no, I, I, I agree. I think authentic, and I can definitely speak on Wong's behalf that he's he's hilarious in person. And uh, just so everybody knows, if you want to have a good conversation with Wong out in public, do it. Because we yes. get the world's best people looking at us while he's talking. Uh, we were going through a <laughs> Whole Foods, which is right across uh, the street. And I guess we missed the signs, which I really don't care. I guess we missed the signs of you got to wear a mask because the whole store uh, had ma- people have a mask on. Of course, everybody's looking. At, I'm not wearing one. And uh, and so we sat down and, and uh, had a good conversation and a lot of people looked at us, but you know what? And I think a lot of, unfortunately, though, at the same time, is people need to realize it's okay to express yourself because what you see on TV is probably not what is actually legit. But, you know, I rest my case on that one. <laughs> yeah. Great start. That was definitely raw and unfiltered. Oh, yeah. It's the best. It's the best guide. Yeah. I mean, so what he's talking about is we went to a grocery store Mm -hmm. and it had a mask sign and we walked in. But it it just said mask was. uh, Was it suggestion? suggestion. Yeah. Right. And obviously we didn't have one. And we walked in, got the stuff and came outside outside. And we just had a conversation about. Mm -hmm the mask and the vaccine whether you want it whether you don't whether you want to wear one or you don't it to us it doesn't matter you you do what you want and it went it just got a little bit louder and people were watching and uh, it probably offended some people and and that's okay you know the the point is you should have a conversation Mm -hmm. as long as it's if you're being real about it and if you have the facts and you have the stats that back up what you're talking about, that's fine. And you can also have an opinion that does it's not fact-based or stat-based and that's fine too. However, if you're going to join a conversation and object to the conversation, at least have some substance to your thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And you know, I, I think we live in a society, and it kind of started, you can go back even to 08, if you want to go back to 04, 2000, yeah, 04, you can probably go there as well. But, you know, we live in a society to where, you know, and people don't realize Wong uh, currently coaches soccer, and he used to coach soccer, and he used to play soccer, and and of course, Dan and I, you know, we used to play sports as well. And and uh, I think nowadays people want that participation trophy. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta make them feel happy. 
Oh, you expressed your feelings. Oh my God. Hold on. Let me find you something. Here, here's a here's a gift card for 25 bucks. I don't care. Somebody want they I guess they just want to feel loved or recognized, or you know, even though your idea is probably not the greatest. I mean, I can have all kinds of ideas at work, and I'm sure half of them probably makes no sense to anybody else. But to me, yeah, I think it's hell. I think it's the best best thing that's out there. Um, but I don't, I don't expect the participation trophy and and all this. But I mean, I'm sure Dan. I know you and I have some age to gap, but I'm pretty sure we're probably the same boat. I'm sure when you guys were when you were playing football and all the other sports that you were, I'm sure you probably did get a participation trophy when you finished one and seven or whatever your guys' record was. I mean, I know well, I didn't. We sucked. Well, <laughs> we sucked. I mean, well, yeah. Well, hard. our coach always said, "Hey, be the best, per- be the best player, be the best man you could be. Um, just do the best you can." But there is no such thing as perfection in the end. And another thing you always tell us is that, hey, work hard for whatever you do because there is always – you're always going to have to get better at something. You're never the best at anything because, hey, do you think – hell, do you think Tom Brady goes every Sunday onto, onto the football field and says, hey, I'm the best at this, I, you can't touch me? No, that's because he's humble and says, you know, I can – I'm still – I'm better than you, but – I'm probably not better than you at you know blocking. I'm probably not better than you at the receiving or running the football, or because there are things that I need to get better at, and that's respect. I respect that, and you know I hate his guts from a football fan perspective, but I respect them because he always has reasons to get better. There's no such thing as the best. It's just get better. So. Yeah, th- this whole participation trophy crap is just—it makes me sick. It absolutely makes me sick because I work my ass off to do to to be in the shape that I am, and I didn't get no trophy. I don't care. You know, my trophy is you know my awesome sexy physique. <laughs> That's my trophy. There's nothing more satisfying than looking at yourself in the mirror and be like, wow, I'm hot. Well, you, you, you guys are talking about participation trophies. And <laughs> I Just coaching and the way I, I live life and the way I, I walk through life is I'm not going to tell you that I am the best at everything. However, in my head, I am telling myself that I am the best, that I – have worked hard then when i step onto that field all i have to do is just look at you and i know that i am going to beat your ass and and that's that's the truth Mm -hmm. right because i have to let you know my intentions and it's nonverbal. just the way i'm focused that's just the way i'm wired so I, i coached boys competitive for 15 16 years and i took four years off and now I'm coaching this girls recreational team. Never number one ever coach a girls team, and it's this is recreational, so it's a lot different from competitive. But I made it clear to the girls, like, man, I there's one gear I have, and it's definitely not reverse. It's competitive, and so I'm going to coach you girls like I would the boys, 
and give you that competitive edge. And here's how we're going to do it. And I, at the end of the day, it's not just about soccer because soccer is a stepping stone or sports is a stepping stone into mm-hmm. life. I'm more worried about you rolling average screen time on your cell phones. I'm more worried about how much more time you're spending with your parents. Are you doing the chores? Are you doing the extra little things in your community that makes the biggest difference, that makes you stand out more than any other girl in that community, right? So what are you doing extra? Because I know I'm doing extra. I'm not going to sit there and tweet about it, but I know I am, just like you guys. You're doing a lot more than just doing a show. You're doing a lot more than just working out. And obviously, you can tell by your physique, you have worked out, and that's amazing. But you're not going to sit there and blast of the world every minute. It's like, oh, look at me. I've been working out. We know that. Yeah. And more importantly, you know that. Because I'm not the kind of person that cares for, you know, I don't need your pity. I don't need your, I don't need your, you know, endless amounts. I don't need it. I don't need the attention. I'm the kind of person that's like, okay, I don't need, I don't care for numbers. I don't care for, you know, money, fame, power, attention. I don't care for that because I know, all right, it's going to, when it comes to attention, comes to ego and with ego comes corruption. And I know deep down in my head, I know I don't want to go down that path. I want to keep going on the path going forward. And being better or getting better in this case at whatever I'm doing, whether it's you know podcasting, working out, you know, diet, cooking, I don't I don't know. It's just anything I can do to be better at, you know, get better at, that's that's what I strive for. Yeah. Now, and this question is to Michael is we talked about the participation participation mm-hmm. trophy and maybe a soft culture because uh, the parents are trying to be more friends than they are trying to be parents. I don't have any kids. I can't speak to that. But as a coach, you can see it. And at that point, you, you can kind of correlate. I, I don't know if correlation is not the correct word, but mentally tough versus mentally weak mm-hmm. versus just the um, mental health, right? And, Michael, I know we talked about this with mental health, and you, you talked about it. You, you go through it sometimes too, right? It's just how, how do you separate that, man, when you're trying to maybe self-talk? Is it, a real, is it something that's really affecting you mentally, or is it just because – we're winning a participation trophy. Ooh. And we don't attain it, then does that mean we're mentally weak if we don't get that first place or 17th place? Because 17th doesn't mean anything to me. But it might mean something to you, right? So, right. You know, with my end, and a lot of people, you know, I mean, my wife can definitely contest, and my oldest son, he's just like me, and my youngest is getting around there, but... You know, I think we're competitive. And so in a way, you know, my dad and my dad always grew up and I loved my dude, my dad to death. And, you know, I hope his, you know, hope one day I'm so hoping for that one day that he can get better. But we'll see. But but, you know, he, he always taught me. He said it doesn't matter. And he always told me this it was a basketball game. I actually play basketball. You'd be surprised. Um, not very good, but I actually play. Um, nonetheless, he always at halftime. 
and he always came up to me real quick. He always said, doesn't matter how you start. Doesn't matter if you win or lose. It's how you finish. He always wanted us to improve. And I think to answer your question, to me, I really, yeah, I want that first place trophy. Of course, you know, Wong and I, you know, we both know that OU, we win a lot down here. So, you know, we, we get that. But, you know, jokes aside, you know, I think we want to better ourselves. I mean, at least I do. I mean, I can't speak for anybody else. But, you know, I want to better myself. And I think that it's okay to what I would call get participation trophies. Because at the end of the day, I'm not asking go here. Here's a participation trophy because you gave me a you know five page essay. Legit competitive league. I don't know if they even hand those out anymore. But let's just say you do. You get fifth place trophy. I know junior how they do, but so on and so forth. I think it's one of those things. It's okay if you get one because now you realize you're the fifth best individual. You're the fifth best team, whatever the case may be, and it gives you something to work on. And I think that if you accept that that you're just mediocre, that you're just average. Then you're going to be mediocre and average because that's your mindset that you're plugging into your mind to where, oh, I'm, I can't do nothing better because X, Y, and Z. It's that mindset. So, and how can you, again, how can you separate that from mental health to, <clears throat> to participation trophy? I think you have to, yeah, it might suck to know oh, I'm the third best, fourth best, fifth best, runner up, doesn't matter. Even if you win it, win it all, you got to have that mindset to continue. If you are first, you got to continue to be that best of the best. Even if you're seventh, you got to keep that mindset and not let it come down to you where you're sixth and you're seventh. Well, I'm average. I'm just all I am is a janitor. All I am is a flipping um, hamburger flipper at McDonald's. I don't know what you call those people. Um, I'm a cashier at Walmart, even though there's not many left because they're all self, uh, self-checkouts. Um, but you, all of this, I, I think in a way you have to separate yourself. It's okay to lose. I hate losing, but it's okay to lose because you got to improve. Even if you win, still is a lot of improvement. And I, I think that mental health plays a lot of roles and not just so much mentally mental off, like you're going psychotic down the road or you know, here in Midwest City, unfortunately, mentally ill guy was in Midwest City shooting up in the air, a rifle in the air just for no reason. Important, you know. Um, and people like that definitely need help. And I'll let Dan um, answer as well. Is, you know, and Wong, you know, I you I told you on your podcast back in March, I think, February, March, somewhere in that ballpark, um, about my sister. And unfortunately, I don't talk to her much. But, you know, um I think it's okay for people to realize it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to be second, third, fourth, fifth. You got to improve. How can you improve? Write a goal list. If you knock out, write five, you know, I for me personally at work, top five. Here's the top five things I'm going to do. Boom, boom, boom. Knock them out. Cool, I'm like that. No. Make me another list. Make me another list. Make me another list. You always room for improvement. If you get mentally and answer your question, and I'll let Dan talk now. Uh, to answer your question, uh, I think if you mentally, if you if you continue to get into your mind that you're below average or you're only going to be average, I think in a way that's going to be your mindset for the rest of your life, and that's what you're going to settle for. Don't settle for the loser mentality is, is what I look at. Look at. Um, um, 
Well, one thing I always try to look at is you can't dwell on the bad thoughts. You know, I used to, you know, I can speak from experience. I, I used to dwell on bad thoughts every day. Now, uh, every morning I wake up, I say, okay, I will make sure today is a good day. If it's, if it's not the way I want it to be, okay, it's a decent day. If it's better than when I hoped it to be, that's a great day. But I will always make sure every day is a good day. And the trick that I try to teach people is like, okay, the bad thoughts are trying to be more powerful than the good thoughts. But deep down inside, every single person has, you know, a reason to make sure today is a good day. You think someone wants to wake up in the morning and be a depressed shithead for for the whole day? No. No one wants to be a sad loaf of bread. No one wants to be that. Everyone wants to have a good day. But to put mental to bring in your point of mental health, Mike, um like your mental health is extremely important. I cannot stress that enough. And if you're not right in the head, well, work on it. Mm-hmm. Um, like what helped me was working out of the gym, you know, lifting heavy shit. <laughs> <laughs> that helps me. So the trick that you can teach yourself, those out there who suffer from mental illness, mm-hmm. is surround yourself with good people and with things that make you happy. Because, like, hell, I can say, like, the the, whole, the three of us, I get along with you guys. I love talking with you guys. I love being with you people. Because you guys help me put a smile on my face. And I, I, I love that. You know, I always try to surround myself with good people. If, mm-hmm. if there are people in your life that bring you down, get them out of your life. Because you don't need that. You don't. Surround yourself with good people. And that's and that's just the best start that you can have. Well, and I think continue to talk mental health. And, of course, it's a big thing. Of course, if you guys are on Twitter, all you listeners are on Twitter, uh, you've got to come across the scroll somewhere or another. Uh, suicide prevention help um, hotline. Um, so many. I know... Um, you know, it's a tough one to battle. And, and same question to both of you, really, is with COVID-19, of course, in 2020, eventually, I'm sure we're going to get shut down again, but, you know, whatever. Um, but let's say even going back to 2020, even currently, there's still states that have mask mandates that you got to wear your mask, you're isolating yourself, so on and so forth. It doesn't matter who answers it first. How, that has to take a toll on mental health. If you're already battling with suicide thoughts, cutting, uh, uh, depression just in itself, and I'm sure there's other uh, ways to, to battle it or go through it, I should say, but um, how does that affect someone mentally, knowing that you know you can't hug the person, you can't 
even read the lips or get the vibe because you got this little whatever on your face that looks like a nighty and you got a mask on that you really i can just so you know dan i don't know if you wear a mask or not uh i don't but uh unless we're really 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 have to which i still don't um i can i can smell clark's crew barbecue in mine so just everybody knows <laughs> um, but anyway jokes aside back to a serious note um how does isolation and, and wearing the mask and being practically six feet apart so to speak help or does it even hurt the more the person with the issue well, well, someone who has schizophrenia, like myself, mm -hmm. um, I can tell you this, physical contact, whether it's, you know, give someone a hug or a handshake or, you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat, it feels great. Like, not only physically, but mentally speaking. Because, I know, I, I, I live alone, so that certainly doesn't help, but... Whenever I'm going out, I, even if I talk to a random stranger on an elevator, I always, you know, say, hey, how, how's your day going? You know, tell me about your day. You know, I want to, you know, someone who I'm on the phone with, like my mom or friends or, or elf, elf, other family members. I always ask them, how's your day been? How's your day today? Because I love hearing about someone's day. You know, knowing that they are having a good day is great. Like it, it helps because I know. All right, one less work for me because I don't need to pump your ass up and tell you today's gonna be a good day. Just watch. But it's physical and emotional contact is amazing. So good for you. Cannot stress that enough. Yeah, burn my eyes again. Yeah, so I, Dan brought some really great points, and I, I agree. To me, there are two types of communication. It's verbal and nonverbal. The nonverbal is the touch, the hugs, things like that. And the verbal is the, hey, how are you doing? Genuinely asking someone how they're doing. And if they're not having a good day, just to listen to them, maybe vent, and see what they're venting about and making sure they're not suicidal. Last year, I, I had asked two of my friends if they were feeling suicidal based on the conversations we were having. They, they were just venting. I was just listening and just listening. And so I asked a question. And if they would have said yes, respectively, I take the keys. I call the proper authority, they're taken to the proper authorities, and we go from there. But it's so important that the question, how are you doing, has to be genuine to Dan's point. Mm -hmm. Look them in the eye and genuinely ask them, how are they doing? Because here's the thing. If you look on the screen now, if you see this right here, this phone is one of the most dangerous weapons you'll ever own. Oh, my God, yes. Right? And the more people are on it, it can be a great thing. However, just from what I've noticed in 2020, it is quite detrimental. The mask was detrimental. And I'm not saying don't wear a mask. Don't get me wrong. Don't take that context. It's how can you articulate a message or correspond with someone six feet away without a mask? Because with the mask, it honestly sounds muffled. 
it, to me it does and it's not a knock it's just you can no, see, it's, it's hard to talk and it's hard to hear someone talk yeah and you can just see in the eyes you, you can see whether they're happy you can see where they're scared they're just full of fear just by their eyes now and unfortunately it's got to the point where there are quite a few that i've come across that walk in fear live in fear or don't even talk to me in an elevator because they're too worried about what's going on with social media on their cell phones mm -hmm. and i would say eight out of ten going up the elevator on their cell phones and i make it a point to ask them how they're doing because to me that's important And and I think that's where, you know, everybody out there listening, yeah, we're not obviously, you know, making any kind of suggestion not to wear a mask. We're just simply talking when it comes to mental health. Um, and I think it comes back down to this is I think social media in a way, if you really think about it, it actually plays more of a hurting role as, a, as long as how you use it. But especially if you're someone that's battling, um, extreme depression maybe you're you know maybe you're not where you want to be financially and you're seeing so-and-so taking pictures of themselves on Myrtle beach or you know paris or austria wherever you want to take your vacation from i think social media has a lot of you know harm because of course as we all know and everybody has those trolls everybody's got trolls they got to have those trolls i got one earlier they everybody Everybody has those trolls, but and mine was more just retard being a retard. But um, but nonetheless, it's just I, I think why is that? And Dan, I'm going to ask you this because someone that obviously knows it deals with it on a daily basis. Why is it that <clears throat> mental health issues, mental wellness, uh, wellness awareness, um, is not talked about much as it should be? It's it's diff it's easy to answer, but it's difficult to answer. Right. Because so if you were to take a study on the most depressed people on the face of this planet, I can tell you maybe nine out of ten of those people, or in fact all of them, spend most of their time on social media because they dwell and this is this is not anywhere fact or proven but this is what I've seen they want to be something they're not and you know I I, I was talking to someone the other day it's uh, who is a chronic smoker chronic drinker and she, this, this individual is constantly on like TikTok or Instagram or Snapchat or whatever. And I always, I always tell them the best thing for you to help treat your depression or your anxiety, get off social media, regulate your, your social media intake, regulate everything. And I get, and I will tell you this, and I, I did this as an example. I, was off social media and Twitter for a good four or five months. And those who had my number 
could only reach me that way. And I will tell you, I got back on Twitter. I got back on Instagram after those few months. I remade a new Facebook. I deleted everything. And I remade everything after a few months because I knew, all right, I don't need this. I don't need social media. I have it. I do. I have it to keep track of family, keep track of sports. Definitely keep track of sports. That is that is that is obvious. And for podcast purposes, it's the only reasons I have it. And for keep and for talking to friends that you know for that I don't have their numbers. I that's the, those are the only four reasons I even have it. I don't have it to show off, you know, my trip to Paris. I don't have it to show off, you know, I met, oh, I met the president today. This is what I did. Or, you know, this social media is an extremely toxic lifestyle. It's extremely toxic. And the best way to, you know, you know, I don't want to say cure your depression, but because hell, even I still deal with it. But to treat it is to the first thing you can do is how much is your social media intake? How much is your you know intake of let's say drinking, smoking, drugs, whatever? So, like regulate that. Like you don't have to quit smoking. You don't have to quit drinking. It's okay to have a cigar every now and then, or hell, a glass of whiskey every now and then. But it's all about regulations. It's all about regulating. It's like I scroll through Twitter every now and then throughout, throughout the day, but I know I don't need it. I sure as hell don't need it, but I have it. So it's that's, that's my advice. Silence. <laughs> I think, yeah, and I was trying to gather my thought. I think, you know, I, I think you're right. I think social media, everybody literally is so hooked on that they're going to miss the next big thing, whether it's whatever. I mean, I don't know what the next big thing is, I, but whatever, you know, the biggest announcement of whatever, I think it was so glued. To oh, did you see little Mary's wedding pictures? Oh my god, my wish mine was like that. I was spent mine at the courthouse or whatever it might have been. I mean, I don't know how people um, talk about it, but I think social media plays a role, um, quite largely. I think has a huge impact on 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 everybody's life. Obviously, this one is up in the air. If whoever wants to answer, if you feel comfortable. And, uh, I saw a stat, and I can't remember how much but what it was, but long end of the story is suicide in teens is rising through the roof. Yep. Obviously, we know about internet bullying. That does exist. I've never been bullied, but I know it exists out there. Obviously, I have a 12-year-old. We tell him, you know, and he, he's a market. He knows from right from wrong, but for people out there that doesn't have that influence, the influential person in their life, 
that's dealing with that. What's the best way? If, if I mean, I don't know who listens to this podcast. Um, it does tell me that I do have, you know, in between underage kids or ages, which is, I don't know, but whatever. Spotify lets you worry about that. But nonetheless, what would you tell that teenage person that's maybe listening or even watching on YouTube later on or whatever? May not have that father figure in their life or may not have whatever that's battling that. I mean, obviously, I don't know what to tell them, but anything to them? Because obviously, the teenage kids is the biggest hit right now. Long, what do you got? Well, number one, I, I don't have... This is my own thoughts because I'm not I'm not right. giving advice. So the it'd be so it'd be interesting to see the comparison of maybe the the stats of teen suicides in the United States versus maybe teen suicides in a, a communist country. And the reason why I say that is because the more pressed you get, your your independent and critical thinking, which you're naturally inclined to do, you're you're not allowed to do for some reason. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of people that may not be able to communicate that well. I think there's no out. And the only out is suicide, potentially, right? And so how do we not get to that point how do we say hey you're not suppressed how do you get that message out even more because i do think listening to both y'all speak to mental health mental awareness mental illness social media parenting there's a combination of all those things that play into what's going on and that's including 2020 last year whether it's the uh, the virus or the mask mandates etc there's a lot of psychological effects that plays in and how do we know we're getting the truth as far as mm -hmm. the news and with all that's been going on it should come to us as human beings to be able to get down in the weeds and do the critical research so we can come up with an independent thought that we can share with others so others can like oh yeah that's a good idea or maybe you have questioned it so much where someone else will actually go and do research and then formulate an answer or formulate another thought and so maybe that would help eliminate the the final thought of ending one's life it's like hey how can we critically challenge each other to to be better how can you help me how can i help you you know, what I mean, it's like, it's like the question behind the question. Yep. Yep. You know, I think, and then I'll get on to to a happier topic. Uh, but um, you know, I I think it's just I I think that in a way, what's the right word I'm looking for? I think the news media is where where are you getting your news? And it goes back to how we start off the show. You know, with with Clyde, and I was talking to Clyde, and and so on and so forth. You know, it's a Republican and a Democrat, and you look at it, 
And according to other news stations, such as, you know, the Communist News Network, um, you look at it and you look at it and say, well, that's not supposed to happen. The whites and the blacks aren't supposed to be talking to each other. The Asians, you know, now we got the Asian hate. Uh, the Asians and the all this isn't supposed to happen. We, we, we go into this, but you see out here, oh, well, everybody's... Everybody's loving. I don't know. I mean, I, I think that you gotta, you gotta do your research. And I know Wong and I we talk about all the time is you gotta do your research um, first and foremost because if you don't do your research, you're gonna be floating up the Oklahoma River without a paddle. And best of luck to you when we get close to that dam. But um, I think if you do your research, I really, <laughs> I really now I'm picturing somebody actually doing that. I, I really, uh, I, I think if you do your research, you'll be in a better suit. Not saying it's gonna. That's going to be your best options, but um, nonetheless, uh, you know, I think this is a good topic to discuss. And one that I kind of would like to talk about, it's nothing in particular, it's kind of cool one, I think, is podcasting. Obviously, I met Dan through podcasting. Um, well, actually, he was. I wasn't doing nothing. Um, but Dan, Dan was podcasting. So it doesn't matter who starts with on this one. What made you start one? How did you decide what you wanted to talk about? And did you have any goals set when you first started it? Oof. So we started out as the sports cave originally. This is maybe three years ago, two, three years ago. And... I said, okay, we're going to be a sports show. Let's let's see where this goes. And, you know, let's let's do stuff. That lasted for over 40 episodes. And that went, and then I decided, you know what? I don't want to be just a sports show. I want to be something different. So, naturally, I would turn to some inspiration. Um, I turned to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan experience, uh, and I also turn to a very unlikely source, uh, Dan Lebitard show. If you don't know who that is, I highly suggest you check that out because he is hilarious, um, and he's what you would call a renegade sports show. Mm-hmm. So I decided, all right, I want to talk sports, but also I want to talk whatever's on the mind and talk some nonsense, talk whatever. So. I got the logo, time to BS, and we were off. And then eventually I wanted to do a show that was exclusively raw talk, you know, talk what's on your mind, talk whatever, unfiltered, anything. And then eventually that became BS sessions where we could talk Again, whatever is on your mind. So what drives me is, you know, I want to have fun. I don't care for numbers and money and crap. Just want to have good old-fashioned fun. And that's what I love to do. You know, have a good time. If you're good, if you're good at doing something, you better have fun doing it. Mm-hmm. They do so, say the best one out there is the one having the most fun. Yep. Oh, yeah. So for me, 
starting the podcast was a challenge to do something I've never done before. My wife, Margie, obviously, mm -hmm. we collaborated together because we both are not in the audio video sphere. But it's a challenge to do something we've never done before and to bridge a communication gap with our community, with our neighbors. How do we get to know our neighbors more? Are they willing to come on and share a story? And from that, it went from one neighbor. He came on his very, one of the very first stories that came on, he talked about his first tour over in Iraq and how his striker ran over an IED and he lost one leg. Mm. So from that story, we went all the way to have a podcast with Mayor Holt to having a podcast with General Thompson, the National Oklahoma National Guard to hire patrol troopers and then led us to Coach Tom George. You know, so if you, you think about it, and to Dan's point, it's not the following because mm -hmm. you're not looking for – well, I, I'm not looking – we're not looking for followers. We just want to build a bridge of communication to link people up with one another to share their stories. It doesn't matter if you're the mayor. It doesn't matter if you're the next-door neighbor. Right? It's open to who wants to come and share a story. If you're willing to do that, then – I feel like we're winning at that point. So it's a challenge to do something you've never done before, bridge a community, share stories, and just keep sharing stories. And this is how we probably all met, is through some type of social media platform. So. Yeah, I remember exactly how we all met. I met Mike from Sports App, U Stadium. And then a couple years later, Mike introduced me to you, Wong, yeah, yeah. and we all took off. And I was like, oh, we're just three, we're just three guys being dudes. We're just having a good time. That's the best right. way to do it. 100%, man, 100%. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't change that for the world, guys. No, and, and you know, I'm not going to take too much time, but, you know, mine was simply just, hey, you know, I just wanted to – have fun. If you're passionate about something, whether it's sports or if you want to mix it into all gears, like, you know, how Dan does it, or if you want to go out into the world and, and um, meet the mayor, the governor, lieutenant governor, doesn't matter who, um, I say go for it. I mean, you got, you, we, we, you know, and <clears throat> I was telling my manager today at work, because you know, we were to talk, I said, you got to pursue what makes you happy. You just can't sit back, settle for second best, and and, and hope that down the road you get to where you want to go. Because at the end of the day, again, as we talked about earlier, you're, you're setting yourself up to be average, so to speak. But, no, I enjoy it. I met a lot of people. I mean, I still talk to a lot of people that come on. You know, the founder of, uh, of Law Terrain Watches, you know, Dave, he's a real cool dude. Another American um, living the American dream story that I look forward to posting. Of course, others down the road and 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 uh all that but uh no i enjoy it um how long am i going to do this i have no no time frame i got none i think my end i'm just getting started it's, it's, this is fun but we'll see but um one thing i will talk and i don't know so much controversial but um nonetheless it makes you stretch going back to 2020 um I asked Dave this, and I might have asked Wong maybe 
on a defining moment. I can't remember. But controversial, not mask, no mask. And if you don't feel comfortable answering, I would totally respect that. We have a close family member, or close family member. Close, and I'm not going to say too loud because I don't know if she's listening. I don't want to start something here. But, but, uh, close family friend that's currently in the hospital, um, battling COVID and pneumonia at the same time. Some days good, some days bad. She can't get a shot due to allergy reasons. Fair enough. Have it twice. Not doing well. Contrary to this, my mom has COVID. I didn't post anything on social media due to the fact that I would have had to be tested. Um, and though she's perfectly fine. How about that? Say, how is she doing? Oh, she's perfectly fine. She's she's recovering, but she's fine. I wasn't there. So everybody that's out there listening already for watching. Oh my god, he's working and spreading that go. No, I was there for one minute, no contact with her. We're good. Until I found when I found out, I was out the door. My dad shooed me out. Nonetheless, my mom tested or uh, my mom got her shot. Um, wears a mask everywhere. My dad can't drive. He don't go nowhere. My grandma can't go nowhere. My contrary to this. <clears throat> final, con- I promise to be the last controversial one and then we're in on a good note. Final, <laughs> final one. Do we know what truly the guidelines are to what fixes this issue? And the reason why I say that is because I look at two different stories here. People. My mom... Got her shots. She masked up everywhere. I, go. I tell her she don't have to because she's vaccinated, but she still does. Because for, for the health of my dad and my grandma. So she does almost everything that the CDC people guidelines. Shots, optional, but she, that was her choice. Fair enough. Shots, vax, or mask. She's good. The other person I'll name, name out of respect can't get her shots because of allergic reactions. Had it once, but can't got it again. Do we... (laughs) And this is where I kind of... This is where I question. And this is, again, research, or at this point, common sense. But I don't know what the answer is at this point. Anyway, my question to you guys, whoever wants to feel, feel obligated to answer or want to. Is it safe to say at this point, knowing these two people, obviously different stories at this rate to say, hey, can we um, say that we don't know what's going on and what the right procedure is in regards to COVID-19 and how to fight this virus at this rate, knowing that we have two separate things. Someone got the shots, wear their mask, still got it, and uh, vice versa on the different one. I suggest we have a cigar, enjoy some whiskey, <laughs> and enjoy the ride. Because who knows how long this ride will end. But I suggest we enjoy it while we still can. Yeah, I think that's that's fair what, what Dan's suggesting. And to your point, Michael, as far as your question is, there's there's a lot of data out there mm-hmm. that will tell you both sides of it, and 
upon further research myself, looking at CDC data, John Hopkins University, how it breaks it down even more granular. You know, if you were if you were to say, "Hey, Wong, my dad is sick, but I want you to come over and hang out and come converse with us, but I need you to wear a mask." Hundred percent, I would wear it. Right. Even though I understand in my own thoughts and rationale that I'm not a believer in it. However, at respect to you, your friendship, your family, hundred percent, I'd wear it. Now, if I were to go shopping to a store and they're like, "You must wear a mask," well, then I make that decision: Do I want to walk in, right, or do I not yep. want to do it? So, it's just one of those things where I feel like common sense and logical and rational thinking actually kind of go out the door to a certain extent until you get to someone's family then the if they ask you put it on then put it on yeah i don't i don't, I don't have a problem with that at all because i'm not going to change your mind you're not going to change my mind but if i want to see you and converse with you yeah 100 percent. that's the conversation with you and your dad would be worth more than me being an arrogant jerk and saying oh well the data says this you know what i mean exactly so but there's a lot of data that will tell you both sides of the story and then therefore it's up to us to do their own research and deductive reasoning to see what's the best for our own self. Yep. You know, and, and like I said, I'm not going to touch on too much because I know a lot of, you know, I'm sure someone will say it, but, you know, my mom's doing fine. I did not wear a mask. Everybody knows, but she's doing fine. Um, and that's all I got because, you know, I was unaware she had it until I walked in. So that's that's my cover. People was like, oh, you should have had a mask on. Well, I didn't know. So well, yeah. yeah. But well, there's anyway. a lot of fun out there too. Well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you gotta again do your research, you know, 99.9% you'll be all right. Um, but <laughs> on the contrary, to end the note on a wonderful podcast, two two questions, real simple. Um, first one, beside all of our podcasts, what is there? What other pod? What's another podcast you listen to that you highly recommend? This guy and this guy, <laughs> and especially this guy. <laughs> all three of us. <laughs> I like it. I like it. There you go. I I like y'all's podcast, and I there's another one. His name is uh, Andy Frischella, Real AF. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. It, it, there's a lot of f bombs in it, so if you're not an f bomb type of person, it's probably not for you. Well, the content's good, but the language. I'm down. I'm here for. It. I get my popcorn. I'm just mm, my man. Delicious. <laughs> No, I, I um, besides us or besides you two, um, non-sports related. I'm right now hooked on the Dan Bongino show. I'm real hooked on mm. his. Um, and if you don't like him, well, cool. You need to still want to listen to him. Um, I listen to him. Um, huge fan of his. So non-sports related, definitely the uh, Dan Bongino show. I haven't listened to his today, but um. The J Boy Show, if you want to go sports wise, J Boy, 
Um, the girl who talks sports, uh, Sam Cardona, you know, um, a good friend of mine, Daryl, who just does just okay sports is amazing too. So, I mean, I get listen to all of them when I do have time, um, for the exception, of course, your two, your guys's wonderful work. And last but not least, um, we're one that puts you in your place to see if you're doing not so much the right thing, but kind of it's overlooking your life in a good way, not not no bad, like, oh, here we go again with the depress- you know, I don't want to depress nobody. So that's my disclaimer. Please don't feel bad if I'm if I'm making you feel bad. I'm really not trying to do that. Legacy. We always talk about legacy. We always talk about what's the president's legacy. We always talk about president's legacies. Four years, eight years, through FDR, 16 years, whatever the case may be. If you're Vladimir Putin, 44 years. What's 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 your legacy? I mean, <laughs> Okay, Vladimir, I love you. Okay, don't know how I'm feeling. Uh, I don't even know the guy. No, jokes aside, um, legacy. When you look at legacy, what's your definition of legacy? And let's put us. Wong, how old are you? Forty-one. That's right. I knew you were. That's right. You told me that one day. Dan, you. I thought you were thirty-three for. For a good few minutes. <laughs> well, I did too at first. I think I asked him. I, did, I thought so too. Come on, lunch. I'm like, thanks, man. You mentioned that. I totally forgot. Twenty three. That's right. Yeah, because you're yeah you're ten years in, and I'm thirty three. So let's put us all. I know age gaps. That's fine, but what you know, let's just say, good Lord takes us home at. Um, let's do eighty years old. I mean, I don't know. Let's just do 80 for the heck of it. My, the McClintock side, we don't live very long. We're about mid-60s, and we're, we're counting out. Um, but looking back, and obviously we don't know what the future holds, so I can't say 20 years from now, are you going to have 42, you know, 12, uh, 42 podcasts, more guests, or whatever? I don't know. But obviously we can't predict down the road. But as of right now, but even just in general, what's one thing when you look – when your funeral takes place, what's one thing that you hope that people do or you want them to say about your legacy? That I wasn't an asshole. <laughs> no, but like, like, if people find me to be a good guy, great. If people find me to be an asshole, great. I mean, when my dog passed two years ago, um, what I always look at is I gave him the best life I could possibly have given him. There are 12 years of his life. I gave him the best life I could possibly give him. Mm-hmm. And right now, he's probably sitting up there, wagging his ass off, wagging his tail, with all the steak bones in the world. But I would always make sure, hey, if my time is up in the next, I don't know, 10 minutes, 80 years or so, I always make sure, you know what? I had myself a pretty damn good life. I'll make sure I have a damn good life. And Mike left the screen. Out here. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> I got to tell you, when I tell you mine, I got to, I have a visitor to show. But, uh, now, the reason why I asked this, and before we finish off the topic, is you know, is in, is talking about legacy, and you know, nowadays, 
and I'm not knocking the stay-at-home mothers, and I get COVID played a role. Some people are like, oh, well, the yes, I respect everybody that does it, you know. My wife does it. I respect her. Um, but a lot of people don't really – I read an article, and it talks about – and it was a teenage kid. His dad passed away in the military. He's over, what, in Vermont, somewhere over – Northeast part of the country. Long story short, he said, I know my dad is proud of me. He, he wrote it as 15. He's now 22, graduated, and he's finishing off college. He said, I just hope my dad's proud of me because I promised to him I'd take care of mom. And it puts me in the perspective as we want to talk about legacies. And we talk about, because at the end of the day, are we even making a good impression on someone? And that's, you know, like for me, for example, and this guy over here, I'm pretty sure he'll he'll tell me. Oh, there. Oh. Where are we You're at? Left, Camera? Left, left, left. There you go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> this guy says his legacy is pretty darn amazing. I mean, I don't know about anybody else. By the way, I got this in Missouri when we went to Springfield. Uh, <laughs> pretty amazing. It was a candy shop. So anybody wants to go go there and get one. Pretty top spot. Uh, however, it was made in China, so you know, I, I don't know what to tell you about that one. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no, so jokes aside, besides that little character, um, so you know, like mine is like, yeah, I screwed up, you know, there we go, I screwed up, you know, I've had my moments, I ain't gonna lie about that one, but um, at the end of the day, and I'm just and I'm writing it for my dad's thing as well. As, you know, he always you always talk about family, family guy. Wong, I know we always talk about family, you know, and <clears throat> even a few weeks ago when I was just more overwhelmed, just like, this sucks. Man, people, I need help. Um, not so much mentally, but man, this sucks. But uh and like Wong said, it really put into his perspective, and now even the moment season practically over with now, but I say got one more time, but like Wong said, you know, and it's plain as simple as just enjoy the moment because you realize, yeah, you're overwhelmed mowing. That sucks. I mean, I ain't going to lie, but just be honest that, hey, you got that, that extra roughly three hours with them or at least sitting with them that you may or may not have down the road. And, and Wong going back to that, um, your definition of what you would consider legacy and what people would say down the road, you hope for down the road. Yeah. I, I hope I made an impact in your life. That's it. Well said. Very well said. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I'm the same way. Um, weird dude. My kids would say, well, he's weird. Okay. Uh, <laughs> cool. I'll, I'll take it. I mean, yeah, that's cool. I call my parents weird, so. Fair enough. Generally weird. Fair enough. Um, no, I, I think that if Lord willing, not Lord willing, but if I was to live another I'll put myself 40 years. That'd be that's fair enough. If I put myself at another 40 years that um that you know that uh 
I would say for sure. Okay, I, I gotta be serious. <laughs> for sure that uh, uh, a fighter, my you know, for my kids' sake, my dad was a fighter. He wasn't perfect. Yeah, he screwed up a lot. <laughs> my wife will contest that one. Um, but at the end of the day, he knew what matters most, and that was family. Family man that did what I can do and hope that it was for the best. There you go. I like it, man. Hey, can I have that guy? You want him? Billions and billions. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll hook him up. I'll, I'll give you that. I don't care. I got a uh, Donald Trump $2 bill over there, too. Nice. I found it, too. Someone's missing money. Hey, another good podcast is Ben Shapiro's podcast. Ooh. Yes. Yes. Dude, salty, man. You know, I just followed him on Twitter. I didn't realize he had a Twitter. Yeah. I didn't know he had one, too. Yep. I was what Bongino doing because he had surgery, I think, last summer, early this year, right? Mm-hmm. How's he doing? He's doing he's doing fine. You know, the last episode, I haven't watched listened to it fully. Watch bits and clips. And for all of you out there that want to know the truth about and this is a whole topic we ain't even gonna discuss because I got so much to say on this one. Afghanistan, the toy <laughs> ball. Um Definitely check that. Uh, the one I, I'll have to, I'll send it to you, Wong. Uh, his newest one that just came out. Perfect. I'll have to find it to make sure. Really, really good and uh, very interesting information. Yeah, send yeah, it, man. Very. Speaking of that, last couple of weeks, man, it brought back some crazy memories for my parents because they came from Vietnam, right, off of a boat, mm-hmm. and they fled a communist country and during a war close towards the end of it and yeah it's it's insanely uh close as far as the memories to my parents well and i was gonna and i'm glad you brought that up and i'm not gonna you know obviously harp on it too long but going back or taking place and you know my prayers go out to everybody that's affected by this well first off my prayers go out to everybody that's affected by hurricane ida uh, what a uh, horrible mess down there, and also uh, even more of a mess over in Afghanistan with the Taliban. Um, what what are your what are your? Oh, I gotta delete something. Um, in regards to your parents, obviously you can't compare the two. I'm sure, but seeing what you see over there right now, Wong, does your parents? And I'm not, you know, obviously. You know, don't go too much into the detail, but if you don't feel comfortable or if they even had it, but do they have they asked or talked to you about much about that since Afghanistan kind of comparing the two, or is it more just worse but the same, or is how does that kind of differ? I'm just kind of curious. No, that's a good question. I actually appreciate the question. I, you know, what my parents have talked in depth about it every time we speak to Vietnam and the fleeing of from a communist country. It's, 33 days on a boat and then they do remember the air control towers getting blown up bombed in saigon at the airport 
watchtowers where they had guards up getting destroyed. And it, actually, this is really interesting. Uh, my parents go to a temple in Oklahoma City, and I had befriended one of their friends who's probably around the same age, late 60s. And she spoke to her flight was a second, fl second to last flight at a Saigon, which happened to be ended up being the last flight because mm -hmm. as the planes were taken off parallel and tandem off of different tarmacs, as she looked over her right shoulder, the window, she saw that that plane actually got destroyed um, as it was on the tarmac. So that's why it became the last flight out instead of second to last. And so she saw that with her own eyes getting blown off the tarmac. And fortunately for them, they were able to take off. But you, know, you, you hear stories from some of the elders at the temple about hiding from the communists, the Viet Cong, um, in the jungle, in in the boats, in the in the river, things like that. I mean, my uh, my grandfather was uh, equivalent to the Navy for the South Vietnamese Army or South Vietnamese Navy, and he practically forced my parents onto the boat um, with no money, no nothing. I mean, just each other and the clothes they had on their back, nothing else, and you know, they floated at the uh, across for thirty three days and. Mm -hmm. You know, a bowl of rice apiece, and you know, without the United States Army and, or military, I wouldn't be here, obviously, right? Because I was born here in America. But just the little things you hear every time you talk to them, it's like, man, I I want to get them on the podcast, but it's a it's it's tough for them to come on and share their stories. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I, I think a defining moment for me last year was when this whole um, the whole virus, the China virus was hitting and I asked my parents about it and my dad said something else critical in perspective. He put it as, you know, this virus is real. However, we were on that boat for 33 days and when we were getting on that boat, we were dodging bullets. We were hiding. We were scared. People were dying of diseases. People were dying of starvation. And then he reiterated again, we were, do we were dodging bullets. So, you know, they're pretty undefeated. So that's why the whole thing undefeated came about. It was just the mindset that it takes to get you to where you want to be, not just necessarily for their lives, mm -hmm. but they were doing it because they had my brother and I over here. And so they were just whatever it took, three jobs, whatever. And so I'm grateful. And so then to your last part of the question is how do I want to be remembered about my legacy is I'll make an impact on whomever I come in touch with because I want to impact your life somehow. So that's it. Cheers. <laughs> hey. Cheers to that. Well, I know one thing, um, both of you for sure have impacted my life in more ways than I can even I can even remotely say, and I apologize, I'm trying to find the podcast, um, the episode. But uh, nonetheless, uh, you guys definitely have uh, impact in my life. And and uh, Dan, you need to get your ass down here to Oklahoma City because uh, eventually I will find yeah, I will find a way to get over there. <laughs> Either you get over here or I get over there. <laughs> well, I told Dave, the the founder of Love Terrain, uh, watches probably about hour and a half go for two hours now but 
I told him I said when I go to North Carolina, we got to hook up some for some good old barbecue. But uh, oh, good times. He says North yes. Carolina has some good barbecue, so we'll find I, that one day. I can attest to that. I can attest to that. But uh, no, you know, and I was thinking about you, Wong, especially seeing uh, what's taking place over in Kabul. People fleeing for their lives, obviously dodging bullets, probably not as the same and uh, kind of the same way as your parents did. Of course, there's probably more worse than what's going on now, but even, the, you know, and now seeing literally they're to your face and killing you and now, unfortunately, using our own Blackhawks to hang people, but, you know, it, that's that's another topic for another day. Um, but uh, it's... I just want people to wake up to realize what's what's really taking place. And first and foremost, and see how grateful they are, we are to live in this country. Because I'm afraid we're about to lose a lot more than what we what we got. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I think it's a great point about being raw about the situation, being honest about it. I mean, we both, all three of us, like sports. For me, though, the sports is just a band-aid to hold. Yep. Because in reality, it's about the United States of America and the freedoms that we get to have and enjoy due to the sacrifices of the men and women, right, of our United States military. Without them, we're in trouble, obviously. So all this talk about sports and and the, the social trends, Black Lives Matter, whatever, stop Asian hate, you know, enjoy those conversations right now if you want, because those little petty conversations will eventually go away if you're not fighting for your country. I don't mean pull a gun and fight. I'm just talking about being able to educate, fight back, hold the line, educate people, and don't use history as a weapon. Use history as a lesson to teach because it's 2021 about to be 2022. Yep. And if you're not getting better, then you're the one who's losing. There you go. And if you don't, if you don't read history, history usually repeats itself. No fact. Usually. It, it, More often than not. No, it, 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 <laughs> it definitely does. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> yeah, we all, you know, I'm sure someone's listening out there. There we go. Someone's listening out there. Um, hey, Wong, I sent you two screenshots of what the uh, Dan Bongino show I was listening to. I had to watch the audio or the video version of it because of what he was talking about. But the two pictures I sent you, it's going to be, uh, it'll blow your mind. Uh, but anyway, um, and Dan, I'll be glad to send if you're kind of curious myself. We're like, what is he Check talking it about? Um, it's just uh, what was left behind, and just so everybody knows what we're going to be dealing with. Um, that stuff still pisses me off. But anyway, um, no, I think, and I think Wong, you're right. I think you know it's okay to fight for your race, and I think. It's okay to fight for whatever you believe in. I don't, you know, if you believe in whatever, go for it. I don't, I'm not going to hold you back. But at the same time, I think you got to realize and fight for your country because, like you said, 
sports and, and, and Dave and I even talked about this earlier. Dave, uh, we uh, talked about, and, and you know that sports is just something to get away from life on for what three hours max, maybe three and a half, depends on what sport you're watching. Golf and what an all day thing. Um, but uh, but um, it's just I think we just need to we just need to have some fun. I mean, we just got to fight for this country, fight for what's but. Hey, I mean midterms are next year. Let's let's get this country back in the right direction. But hey, uh, hold on, I gotta find something too. Oh god. <laughs> I mean, since if you're gonna break that out, then you know I got I got a little something something too, bro. So it's all good. Oh lord. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Oh man. Watch out, he's gonna give you a kiss. Ah, look at that. Hey, uh, Wong, he's gonna get up. I'm in the middle of the screen, I'm in the middle right here. Mike is here, and Mike is there, and and Wong is there. So he's looking at you, Dan. Wait, there we go. There There we go. go. There we go. Oh, and by the way, one thing that really baffles me is. How does this hat make someone mad? Literally. I heard it's racist. I'm still trying to figure that part out. Well, you, oh, you talked talk about Stop Asian Hate earlier. I, how did that even happen? Well, why did that even happen? Or what, well, why did they come up with the church? And I'm not, you know, going to, I don't know. You know, I really don't know what transpired on that. I do know there's a church on Northwest 50th Street right before you get onto Hefner Parkway uh-huh. that uh, during the whole uh, Stop Asian Hate, they actually had a, Probably a good, probably four, six foot sign out there that says, Hey, Asians, come visit our church. We love you. I mean, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what kind of church it was. It was off of 50th, literally, it's right before Independence because Independence turns into the service road. Then it's the high. Okay. So, yeah, it's right before Independence. I don't know what it's like. A, I don't know what church it was. But during the during the stop the stop hate Asian movement, they actually had a sign out there that said that said that. So it's a little cold in here. I got a jacket on. I just got this too. It's a nice jacket. Coffee. Super Bowl Forty. Wait, there we go. Super Bowl Forty One. Nice comfy jacket. Very comfy jacket. Yeah, I don't even know what started the whole stop Asian hate. Uh, I'm confused. Just, just stop fighting, man. Just, just, oh my God, Mike. Boomer. Sooner. Just, enjoy, I don't know, just play some poker. You know, enjoy a game of poker. What's, what's wrong with that? Get, get along with a game of poker. That's what I would do. Yeah. That's what I would do, at least. Just enjoy some poker or some cards or jacks or or Monopoly. That's what I would do. I gotta learn to play poker eventually. It's too boring for me, dude. (laughs) I never got into card games. I just I tried. I really did. I just really epically failed at that. Hey, you guys want to say hi to Margie? Margie, Margie, Margaret. 
It's like, what do you fucking bastards want? <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> Who, who's this guy in the Seahawks hat? <laughs> Donald was. Hello. Hey, Margie. Hey. Hi. <laughs> I like it. It's my wife. Everyone's having a good time. I'm Danny. How are you, Margie? I'm good. How are you guys? Staying busy, but can't complain. I'm trying to tell Wong to, you know, he's got to make sure to tip up his, uh, keep his A game going because he's he's rocking it out right now. On Twitter, on what? All the above. <laughs> oh. Mike was with me when I bought your clothes for your birthday. Oh, really? I like it. I'm sure the ladies in the store pop thinking, why are there two guys holding flowers? <laughs> <laughs> No, they, they look great. No, he did a good job. Mm -hmm. Definitely did a good job. Mm -hmm. Good job. Participate We're going to get man down in Oklahoma City one day. All right. Mr. Whiskey and the Eye Guy. Hey, listen, I'm all the way in New York, so either you come here or I come there. Fair enough. I think we prefer you come here. <laughs> Second that one. <laughs> yeah, New York is boring. New York, there's too much. There's, it's all compressed over here. He lives in Long Island. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's not too bad over here. No, I yeah. like Long Island. It's nice. You get some beaches here. You get stuff over there, and then you get some more stuff there. It, it's too compact over here. You got some gangs, you know, whatever. <laughs> yes. Oh God. Strange over there. <laughs> I will find a way. I will find a way to come to Oklahoma. I will find a way. I like we'll it. Work all, we'll work it all out. We'll work it out eventually. Don't get too excited there. I, you know, our COVID cases are skyrocketing through the roof, I guess. Hey. I will find a way, though. We will find a way. We'll make I it work. My coverage. <laughs> 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 I get that a lot, so I was like, "Yeah, I guess I do, man." <laughs> oh man, that's awesome! That's awesome! <laughs> oh. All right, I'm going back. Okay. Right. Hey, it was good to see you all. Good to Bye. see you too. Bye. Good to see you too. <laughs> Speaking nonverbal language. <laughs> I can't play music, so that was going to be my joke. No, nah, that's good. good. <laughs> Joining for volume 24 of BS Sessions. So speaking of that, yeah, let's talk some podcasts really, really, really quick. Dan, uh, how's your uh, podcast going? I know you got Time to BS uh, Sessions coming up. Uh, well, I'll well, say too many guests. Is coming oh, up next. Ah, oh, is coming on next, and then we get Frankie of U Stadium is on after him, and then Dave, the founder of Lottery Watches, is coming on for Volume Twenty Four. So, nice. I still gotta figure something out for Twenty Five and Twenty Six, but ah, I'll take my time. Yeah, you still got what three still to go? Four ish, whatever. Roughly, yeah. Nice. Well, it's twenty. 
21 was recently. Was with Moose. Yep. That was fun. Moose is cool. That was fun, yeah. What was he up to? Oh, yeah, he's doing push-ups. I'm on Snapchat. <laughs> he's working out. Because, of course, of course he is. Oh, man. Oh, it's late for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to wrap this up. But uh, as always, gentlemen, thanks for coming on. It was fun. Got some privileges. Privileges. Had some deep, uh, deep conversations. But I think uh, as long and again, all you listeners out there, if you have any, any issues, um, I'm not no therapist. I'm definitely not a doctor. I may help you and steer you in the right direction. Um, I will talk to you the best I can, but I'm going to probably send you to the right authorities. Uh, if you have any questions, obviously the open DMs, I can't even help myself. The open DMs are, are out there. Um, of course, jokes aside, always shoot me a message. I'm sure the same for, for the other two. Again, I'm not, we're not therapists and I'm definitely not doctors. So proper authorities will get you in the right direction. Nonetheless, but uh, gentlemen, it was fun. It was awesome, man. I had a blast. Oh, it was fun. A lot of fun. All you listeners, don't forget tomorrow we're going to talk some NFL football, particularly the Cleveland Browns. And uh, Miss Molly Rose will be on tomorrow night live on the live streams. God bless America. <laughs> if I have one, <laughs> with my check, I... with my bush of hair, sir. Yes, sir. I'm trying to grow it out. It's even worse. Wait, wait, uh... wait, 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 wait. There we go. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> Nonetheless, Molly Rose, a, a huge Cleveland sports fan. And I love Cleveland sports people because I tell you, they're the most passionate SOBs, and yet they get treated so horrible by their fathers. <laughs> Do what? They're also depressed. <laughs> but it's funny, but you know, I, I love I love these brownie fans because I mean Listen, I can't say crap. I'm an These guys are shooting up cannons and going crazy in the stand. I mean, these guys are listen, passionate. Listen, listen, Mike, I can't say shit. I'm an Islander fan. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I can't say shit. So, of course, oh, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night live stream on Facebook, YouTube, uh, recording after the dropping of the podcast afterwards with Molly Rose, huge Cleveland fan. We're talking definitely Cleveland Browns, so definitely joining on that one. Arthur Lance, the former Georgia Bulldog, comes on Thursday, and then Friday, JT and David, we're talking a preview of Oklahoma Tulane that will take place in Norman on Saturday. So football. College football. So much football. So much football. Hey, did you say the Cleveland Browns or the Cleveland Browns? Uh, I got the joke. Cleveland Browns. I got the joke. Well done. Well done, Long. Well done. That's an inside joke. Uh, I got it. I got it. Well done. Undefeated. 
Well, if anything else, I got one person that's going to be watching tomorrow night. He's been hyped about this show like for the last two or three weeks. <laughs> nice, Dan. I think it's... What? <laughs> what I do? I think it's the fact that we actually have females starting to come on the Area Attack podcast. <laughs> that's good, man. I got a shirt. No pun intended. I really got to share the love. There you go. There you go. No no pun intended. Cool, man. (laughs) We'll uh, tune in. Woo! Yeah, tune in. Ask questions away. Call. Hey, it'll be fun. Yeah, she's actually pretty excited, which I'm happy because I'm glad people are excited to actually come on. Because yeah, man, man. I mean that's that's pretty cool. That's especially. Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield going to do his thing. I got some questions for her for about Baker. I'm kind of curious what she thinks. We'll tune in tomorrow find out. 7 p.m., homie. All right, See you guys. See you guys. It's been, you've been listening to the Area Attack Podcast. Listen to us on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, wherever you get your major podcasts from. Of course, live stream YouTube. And nonetheless... To go to lawterrain.com, save 10% using the code air raid for your wonderful, wonderful swag. Droppings of the air of the both podcasts will more than likely take place tomorrow night, so you'll get three in one. But nonetheless, gentlemen, it's a pleasure having you guys on. You've been listening to the Air Attack podcast. We will see you tomorrow night at 7 Central.